and welcome to the final True Travel Podcast episode of 2022 with me, Laura Sanders. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope it was a good one and that you're ready now to see in the new year, perhaps with some ambitions to travel. With that said, I've asked Skyscanner's travel trends expert, Laura Lindsay, to tell us what and where is up and coming in 2023, so you can get in there ahead of the crowds. And with money being tight for many at the moment, she also tells us about some of the best value destinations to consider this year. If you're keen to lock in a getaway to one of the destinations mentioned, then there's a link in the episode description to Skyscanner's website. Skyscanner, for those who aren't familiar, is a search engine which helps you to find the lowest prices for flights. You can browse flights across the entire month to see which days are cheapest. And if you're flexible on where you go, the Everywhere tool shows you the cheapest routes from your chosen airport. So you could have a play with that and do something spontaneous for your next adventure using that link in the episode description. Finally, before I hand you over to Laura, I'd just like to wish you a very happy new year and say thank you for listening. It's been great to hear from some of you who've been enjoying the show. Some have even been inspired to book trips off the back of it. And I can't wait to bring you more travel inspiration in 2023. Now, over to Laura. So I'm Laura Lindsay, I'm Skyscanner's travel trends expert and I first got the travel bug very small. I was lucky enough to have teachers as parents and so lots of school holidays meant lots of trips around the UK and we were part of the kind of early cheap flights generation so um, would hop on a plane to random places around Europe and really getting the travel bug as a result and so went off to do a geography degree just absolutely obsessed about uh, people and places and then immediately went traveling and um, was fortunate enough after I'd done a bit of traveling to get a job at Lonely Planet and uh, worked there for a very long time and was really fortunate to spend a lot of time looking at great places to travel around the world and then I joined Skyscanner at the start of the pandemic. It's a really interesting time to really start helping travellers to understand what was possible, what was safe. And I think more than anything, we discovered that people will always have that enduring love to travel. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny you should say you nearly did. Well, no, you did a geography degree. I nearly did a geography degree for the same reasons you say I was obsessed with people and places. Um, And I think that's just something you have in you if you're a traveller like you and I. So it sounds very exciting. I know you've just come back from Jordan as well. And that sounds absolutely incredible. I really want to go there. And I think Amman in Jordan is one of the trending places, isn't it? At the moment, you guys are putting together how people are going to travel in the next year. And I think, you know, with the whole cost of living crisis and all of these economic concerns, you'd expect people to cut down on traveling. It's a luxury at the end of the day for a lot of people. But you're saying not so much. There is no question that people are having to be more cautious about how they spend. And so um, we did some research with travellers around the world. Uh, We actually asked 10,000 travellers across the globe to understand really how they're thinking about travel next year. And people are still planning to have the same number of holidays. And one in three, I think, are going on even more than they did last year. But actually what we're finding is that how people spend will change. So we're seeing more and more destinations where they might not be necessarily the most popular traditionally, but they're coming through because they're showing better value for money. And what's great about that is that 
it's going to open up lots of different places to travellers for consideration. That's definitely something we saw in the pandemic is that people had to try new places, discover new experiences. And actually many people reported back that that was something they were found really valuable. And so I think what we're going to see is an increase in new destinations emerging in their popularity. Uh, different types of travel for people so they might be flying in and out of different airports they might be flying with different airlines we're seeing the way that people think about working remotely differ too um, so that they can open up the ability to stay in places for longer there's some really interesting stuff to unpick together now as we go through some of these trends yeah, absolutely. Lots of exciting stuff for the travel industry there by the sounds of it. And really good to hear that, as you said there, the pandemic has almost forced people to try out, you know, some different places for them, depending on where the restrictions have lifted. So that's been good news for the lesser known destinations. Um, uh, we mentioned there Amman and Jordan is uh, is trending. It's seen a 195% increase in Skyscanner searches. So people have really got an appetite for Jordan. And I know you've recently been there so you know tell us what can we expect from Jordan yeah of course so um it's a really interesting one um in that the team were looking at the impact of social media and the fact that nearly half of all travelers said that they were booking trips based on what they'd seen on social media so we know it's having a massive impact And so we did some research on places that are increasing dramatically in searches across our platform, but haven't yet seen the same rise on social media. So this is where we're tipping will be the next big trend on social. And I can absolutely testify that Jordan is not only Instagram worthy, it is also a kind of life changing destination in terms of the variety, the culture, the people and some of the experiences that you can have. So A quick rundown of an itinerary if you are considering going. With a week in Jordan, you can cover the majority of the country's sort of top spots. Petra is obviously the headliner for anybody considering a trip to Jordan. My recommendation would be to have at least two days in Petra. Um, You can stay in a town close by called Wadi Musa. And it's relatively easy to access the site. If you buy a Jordan Pass, which um, includes your visa and access to Petra, that's probably the most cost efficient way of doing it. You can do that in advance on the Tourism Board's website. The site is absolutely enormous. So in order to really get the sort of true experience and and value of of taking in all of the kind of different parts of, of Petra, I'd recommend trying to go at a time when you can also have the evening entry and that is only on three days of the week Monday Wednesday and Thursday I believe so try and organize your trip around that if you can but Petra definitely isn't the only reason to visit Jordan yes it's absolutely stunning but there are so many other parts of the country that are incredible and Amman as we mentioned um, is trending it's an incredible city for food Um, some really great restaurants in Amman it's also got a real buzz about it and there's some incredible history to see so the Citadel, which is on a hilltop, and um, Amman is particularly hilly, provides you with some incredible views over the city, some really, really ancient history. It's mind-boggling how old some of the sites are in Jordan and how well-preserved they are. But I'd also strongly suggest taking a look at Jarash, which is a short drive outside of the city of Amman, so you can still stay in Amman. But Jarash is one of the most incredible Roman ruins that I have ever seen. Apologies to Italy for that, because I know there's some fantastic ones there too. But 
the scale of the site in Jarash was huge. You could walk down pollinated streets, you could go and sit on the seats in amphitheatres, and you could go and see kind of various entry points around the site. And you kind of really get this feeling of, of going back in time. And then the other place that I would really, really recommend checking out is uh, Wadi Rum, which is quite famous for desert kind of experience option. You can stay in the desert itself in traditional Bedouin tents um, and get a tour guide who can show you some of the key sites, inscriptions that are 3,000 years old that you know you're still trying to get your head around when you can see them. And the stargazing there is incredible. And just the landscape is like nowhere I'd personally ever experienced before. And so yeah, definitely if you haven't thought about Jordan before. Direct flights from the UK, really easily accessible accommodation options, so much to see in a week. And the Jordanian people couldn't have been more welcoming to tourists and particularly post-pandemic, really welcoming tourists back. So, um, yeah, definitely one to consider for 2023. Sounds amazing. You mentioned Wadi Rum there and I've spoken to a National Geographic photographer on this show before and it's her top, you know, she's been all over the place. So it's her favourite place to go. Um, and, you know, she photographs the Bedouin communities as well and she stays in the desert and it just sounds magical. And of course, you may have seen Wadi Rum Desert featuring in films. It's quite famous with films, isn't it? It seems to be the go-to set uh, for any kind of sci-fi um, films. So looking at some other of the emerging destinations for 2023, then quite a mix, really. So Mexico City, nearly 600% increase in searches. And then you've got Croatia. We've got New Delhi, Mumbai. We've got Dubai, New York, Barcelona. Such a variety here. So you can see that some of those places are not necessarily your kind of mainstay top 10 destinations, but they're ones that offer incredible experiences and true value for money. So, for example, Zadar in Croatia, which isn't necessarily the first entry point for Croatia, but actually provides a great jumping off point to explore. And we've seen some interesting new cities in the US emerge for British travellers. So Jacksonville, for example, has seen a really big increase. But then in terms of where I'd point them to for value, um, Madeira's seen the largest average price drop for next year. So that's offering real value for money for travellers. Um, it's about 22% cheaper than it was previously. And also Sofia is a city break that um, if you haven't considered before, again, prices to, to reach Sofia by plane um, are significantly cheaper than they once were. Incredible. And I know the Portuguese islands aren't typically cheap in fact I think when I did some research a few months ago it was the mainland that offered better value for money so it's interesting to hear that Madeira particularly given that you know anyone I've spoken to this year seems to have been going to Madeira it seems to have dropped in price brilliant so what are some of the other trends we're seeing going into 2023 then because yes we've had 2022 and that's been you know, quote unquote, the first sort of normal year of travel following the pandemic, but it's still being very disruptive. And I think a lot of people will see 2023 as the real fresh start to travel and, and getting out there. So what kind of trends are you seeing for next year? Yeah, it's a really good question, Laura, because what we've seen is initially in the pandemic, there was a real kind of return to that traditional beach break. And there was a real rush for people to see friends and family. Next year feels like a year where people are really investing in themselves. 
solo travel was once considered perhaps a bit more niche it's really mainstay now um, and something that I'd recommend everybody tries if they haven't done so previously it looks like one in four people next year will be solo traveling and so it's a really interesting time as people have been in lockdowns and, and re-evaluating life we've also seen that in terms of the types of activities that people are getting into so we know that sustainability is increasingly important to everybody and it's something that we're also seeing impact the way that travelers plan their travel So something that we know people are considering is how they impact and experience the environment that they are visiting. And we're seeing that outdoor activities are increasingly of interest. So people really wanting to engage with wildlife spotting, hiking, they're in the top three activities that people are considering next year. So really moving away from that sun lounger experience into um, some quite diverse activities and one that's really stood out for us this year is something called forest bathing. Now this is something which essentially is uh, enabling people to get in amongst nature and experience the meditative effects of that and that is something that is both good for the individual in terms of, of kind of getting that digital detox and break and also is uh, surprisingly good value because rural areas aren't quite so coveted compared to traditional beach destinations and so relatively good for your brain and your wallet. It sounds incredible and one thing I would have to say about that is having been on a trip to Estonia this year and been to one of their little islands off the coast where there's just an abundance of forests and you can take a little bike and you can just ride through the forest. It is so so lovely and meditative and it just yeah just real digital detox so Estonia is definitely one I would keep on my radar for that kind of activity but you know elsewhere across the globe as well it just that sounds right up my street so yes be adding that to the list too sounds fantastic Laura some really exciting stuff coming with travel in 2023 and it sounds like people are looking to take advantage of it yes money's tight but it looks like you know we've all been locked down for two years so let's go out there and let's just grab the ball by the horns and make the most of travel and explore some new places so thanks for shining a light on that just one last question before I let you go what would you like to see come out of travel in 2023 have you got any goals for next year It's a really great question, Laura. I mean, um, my travel wish list grows by the second. Um, Same. (laughs) I'm always thinking of where to go next. But um, I think something that sort of happened in the pandemic, which was different and was one of the benefits, you know, it was a really hard time for, for everybody involved. And I think what was interesting was that the relationships between local people and tourists opened up. You know, we had conversations about what it was like in your home country from a restrictions perspective. We talked to each other about how we found lockdown. And I think those interactions between local communities and travellers are the ones that stick with you more so than the photographs or the souvenirs that you buy. And I'm really hoping that that aspect of travel stays with people. Um, and so, yeah, for me this year, And into next year, I think I'll be um, trying to kind of really be part of the community when I'm traveling. Absolutely. And that's a very amicable goal to have. Um, Fantastic, Laura. Thank you so much. And I hope you get some exciting travels of your own planned for next year. Thanks, Laura. You too.